Hello, everybody, and welcome to Art Drama Llama, where we look beyond the galleries and dish on the art world's gossip, rivalries, and eccentricities. My name is Vartika. My name is Yanja. And my name is Manchi. And today we're going to look beyond uh, clothing. Like, y- yay, yeah, yay. like blankets. Yeah. I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I remember. Do you remember on art AP history exam, art history exam? I vaguely remember. Oh, okay. You don't remember, Tika? No, I don't remember. Ah, oh, I remember this because I was like, oh, yeah, we talked about quilting a little bit. And it was recent because we went forward in time. And I was like, ah, oh, I can write about this. I feel like <laughs> like tests and exams really traumatize you, Manchi, because you remember all these like specific details. <laughs> and the only thing I remember is like from the PSAT where they went to go stand at the uh, Grand Canyon. Did like, did you see the Grand Canyon or did you really see the Grand Canyon? Like, that's the only one oh, I remember. Yeah. I have vague memories about that. I just remember the Japanese translator. That's what I remembered from the PSAT. Okay, yeah, I don't remember that. <laughs> I think there was also something about a dolphin. Yes. <laughs> might have been one of the SATs. I think there was a dolphin scientific or it was like an animal scientific essay in the PSAT yeah anyway I just have like very weird specific memories uh because like I'm taking that one exam we took how many years ago was that six years ago where they had a question about clothing no maybe I do not remember that (laughs) I mean I just had a thought associated with the question and that's why I remember it (laughs) guys don't judge me Tika's the only one judging me. <laughs> I feel the silent audience judgment. So, yeah. Right. You hear that? Our two Patreons, y'all are judging Manchi. <laughs> if you disagree, please say something. Go on our Discord and roast us. <laughs> oh, man. I can't Manchin. take it. I can't take it. It's too much heat already. <laughs> Get me out of here. To our listeners, you guys should become Patreon so you can also roast kind of me. Roast, yeah, not too much, but maybe a little bit. You can roast us in our Discord server. You can just give me a light char. That's the level of roasting I'm comfortable with. Light <laughs> char. Yeah, a light char. Interesting. Yeah, any more than that, I'll I'll, I'll die. <clears throat> It's like tanning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any more than the slice. like lightly roasted, like a rotisserie chicken, just like. Oh, yeah. I like, uh, I, I'm comfortable being a rotisserie chicken or having a slight char. Whichever roasting method you prefer, I'm, I'm open to either. What is it? What is it with like steaks? Rare? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep me rare on the inside. I don't want to be well done. All right, so back to quilting. <laughs> back to quilting. I kind of hate that I just said it out loud and said, like, y'all see, or be like smart about it. Because I was going to make y'all guess for a minute, like, what is it that I'm talking about? <laughs> but I digress. I'll continue with my script. So for this week, I want to focus on a craft that, hold on, my cat is being annoying. I literally had to kick her out. But anyway, okay. 
So for this week, I wanted to focus on a craft that is usually associated with old ladies. As you'll find out soon enough, that while the craft is super utilitarian, it is also it also carries a lot of significance and causes a lot of like uproar in its own community. But um, this is where I was gonna ask y'all, like, <laughs> can you guess what it is? If I didn't say quilting at the beginning, what would you have guessed based on the introduction? Probably quilting. No, I don't believe that. Yeah, well. I feel like it would be something along those lines. It would be like crocheting or quilting. Knitting. Because, you know, yeah, because you're like all ladies and it's utilitarian and, you know. Okay, everybody. Clearly, and she wants to look smarter. <laughs> Remember, she's just built different. Oh my gosh, Vertika. The venom wow. today. The venom today. People are coming at me. Uh, I feel choked. Buy my shirt. I'm kind of happy, like, oh my gosh, people are coming at me. I'm turning <laughs> Manchi from a rare steak to a medium rare. Steak. <laughs> no, stop. I want to be raw. She said, before the roasting, Manchi, you're just a raw piece of meat. I know. She's literally treating me inhumanely. Okay, I think that's too far. <laughs> I was just going to say Sandra is pulling Adora by uh, asking us questions, you know. We already know the answer, too. <laughs> or, you know, I could be um, asking you uh, late-night host questions, so. That's well, true. That was in it. Okay. Anyway, uh, Miss Marty Pants and Miss Venom. I never really thought much about this until a peer of mine in an honor society I was in when I was in community college gave a presentation on quilting as not only a craft, but an overlooked medium. I can't remember all the details of the presentation, but basically the point she highlighted in her presentation was that quilting isn't just something that old ladies do. It's something that is actively being taken up by people of all ages. It's also a medium that isn't just about simple patterns, but a medium that can be used to have abstract design, be forms of record keeping, and send powerful messages. Uh, lastly, she also made the point that a large part of the reason why this craft was so underappreciated and overlooked was because it is female dominated. So if you notice, since like um, this, like, season our focus is on like kind of like arts and crafts a lot of these like crafts are very like kind of set to the side like oh like given the word of like arts like given the title of arts and crafts versus like an actual like just craft uh because of how either utilitarian the thing is or how like female dominated the activity is i don't know if you all have come across that pattern I feel like I went a little bit different in the arts and crafts direction and that I was looking at a lot of folk art, but mm -hmm. I think it has been sort of put on the wayside because it is either very commonplace or meant for common folk. So it's not viewed as highbrow art, but just as sort of like daily mm -hmm. decorative art, right? Yeah. Anyways, in its simple explanation, quilting is the process of joining a minimum of three layers of fabric. 
improve stitching that has been done manually by hand using a needle and thread, mechanically with a sewing machine, or a specialized long gram quilting system, which is like a giant sewing machine. If you look up, it's like insane. Like low key, kind of want to use one. Like I don't know. I feel like there's like a recharge or like. But a lot more factors go into quilt making than just that. That contribute to the final surface quality and utility of a quilt. The quilter, which is what you call a person making the quilt, has to think about material type and thickness, stitch length and style, pattern design, and piecing and cutting. Um, so the big thing with like quilting is that it's kind of seen as like the first forms of like upcycling. So a lot of these quilts, like these, like the, the older ones, they're basically made out of like scraps, like the patterns, the colors, they're made out of scraps of other fabric that was used, um, like either to like make a dress and there was like leftover fabric or sometimes it's like, oh, the shirt was outgrown and they didn't fit anybody. So we just periodically like save that fabric and used it as like needed to be. So that aside, for many artsy-looking quilts, two-dimensional effects like optical illusions can be created through the way that the culture uses, or I guess implements color, texture, print uh, on the like quilt pattern. Even cooler, there is a way to make quilts have a three-dimensional and sculptural element to them. If a quilter decides to further embellish the material they're using for the quilt by using needlework like uh, Afrique, which is ornamental needlework in with pieces or patches of fabric in different shapes and patterns or sewn or stuck onto a larger piece to form a picture or pattern. It's commonly used as decoration, especially on like garments or embroidery techniques such as shisha mirror work, which is a type of embroidery which attaches small pieces of mirrors or reflective metal to fabric. And actually, like this is really cool, this type of like embroidery. Or through simple inclusions of other objects such as pearls, beads, buttons, or sequins. And I like that. Hmm? Yeah, it's it's honestly pretty cool. Like looking into like all the stuff that goes into quilting, I'm like, Loki, kinda wanna check it out now. Yeah, I mean I think it'd be really interesting to design your own and then also work on it. It seems like a really fun. Also, I just wanted to make a comment that every time I hear applique, I think of the specific say yes to the dress clip that I watched. <laughs> it's just like this lady who is a wedding dress uh, magazine editor, and she's trying to find her own wedding dress, and she has like the worst attitude, basically. And she goes through all these dresses, and she's like, they're all terrible. And they finally pull one out for her, which is like this kind of like night dress looking satin dress with these flowers that are pasted on like these um fabric flowers that are pasted on there that are essentially their applique their flower appliques and she was like never would I ever thought that this is the dress for me and every time I hear applique I think of that say yes to the dress club <laughs> yeah okay so what I'm hearing is that we should make dresses out of like quilts out of quilts yeah Okay, I'm pretty sure they like I feel like the old prairie dresses are sort of quilt like aren't they yeah I, I mean like I, I didn't specifically like look it up or anything um 
but yeah, I mean, back then, you know, everything where people were like strapped for, so I'm sure they like used some mm-hmm. of it. Yeah, just like put together pieces of fabric that they mm-hmm. had left over to make a dress. But anyway. And in contemporary artistic quilting, quilters have also experimented with materials like plastic, paper, naturally occurring fibers, and plants, amongst other materials. I kind of want to, like, I didn't find pictures of those, but, you know, I am intrigued. I didn't realize people were using plastic. Like, how do you, uh, how do you, I guess, how do you? Well, like, there's always, like, thin plastics. I guess so, like, flexible pack. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, you can make, because once you take something that's, like, utilitarian and you kind of, like, make it with material that's meant to be, like, an ornament, Mm -hmm. you kind of, like, very much change the way that you can, like, I guess, stylize it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I don't know, like, you can literally go wild with like quilt mugging once you like take the fact that somebody's supposed to wear it out of the equation. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, there's soft plastics. There are like plastic bags, for yeah. example. Yeah, that's true. So there's a way. Where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> but I looked up the longer machine, quilting machine, and I mean, I feel like that that's just like an industrial size su- su- sewing machine. Yeah, it's really giant. I want to like use it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that would, you know, sew plastic together or other fibers and plants. Mm-hmm. I want to see one with like plant. I'm like, so is it like a living quilt? I. Don't know if it's necessarily like plants or it's just plant based fabric. Yeah. Well, technically, isn't all fabric plant based? Mine is like polyester and like. Yeah. 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 So I wonder if that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have. Would you call a plant wall as a quilt? Or do you need to have a sewing element to it? I am not a quilter. (laughs) I cannot answer that. But you did all this research. I did. <laughs> I, I, I did. I did. Uh, you know, you are correct. Okay, so based based on the research that I have done, I feel like some type of like pattern is supposed to go into this, and some type of not necessarily like stitching, but you know, some type of thing where you're like not gluing things together you know like you're either maybe like what's it called braiding it together or something mm-hmm. you're just joining it together yeah with like non-adhesive elements. right but you I know again i could be wrong maybe like when it's more decorative quilting it's you don't have to necessarily like stitch and you can use glue and all that yeah well i mean Technically, with a plant wall, they're all being adhered together by their roots. I guess it's more of a wall because they're not adhering to each other or they're not twisting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, it would be cool to refer to a plant wall as a plant quilt. Yeah, I think that's kind of cute. Yeah. 
<laughs> make it happen. We'll make a new line. Of yeah, food. and then I'm like, oh, maybe like they come out in winter and like protect the crops or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, if you're like me, you usually associate quilting as kind of a Western or white people activity, yes? No. Okay, got one now. What about you, Ms. Venom? Hold on. Can you repeat the question? I don't wow, think I understood. So I was. Did I understand? Can you repeat it? If you're like me, you usually associate quilting as kind of a Western or white people activity? Mm, I mean, from like first thought, like the first, when you first think about it, then yeah, but like, I don't know when you think about it more not really because like okay. at least yeah. in my family um because my I guess both of my parents they grew up with like not they weren't that well off um they would make like blankets and stuff out of my grandma's old saris because they're really big and like long so you could easily make it out of them I think we still like the first time we went back to India after moving here back in 2008, we actually brought back two of them. I think we still have them. Mm-hmm. So I don't really, I don't know. I think, I don't think it's that much of a Western thing. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because what you just described, there's a name for it. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, but okay. What's so, the name? Um, can you be patient, Ms. Venom? Okay. <laughs> She's gonna hold us in suspense. Yeah. I will hold you in suspense. It's for and a dramatic then, reveal later. Yeah, and then the dramatic reveal is gonna be underwhelming. <laughs> it will be great because you're you're the one doing it. Exactly. I, like, look up so many ways to, like, pronounce it and all of it, but apparently it's very point blank. You say it how it is spelled, so. Mm. Okay. Apologies if I am incorrect. (laughs) But anyway. So, okay, Manch and Martika have a background in it, so they don't really, like, associate with, like, Western or white people. But I I very much did at least. I was like, oh, woman from, like, the Midwest making this or, like, colonial or like Amish people really I feel like I always associate it as a uh black art no for sure there's there's also that that I'm like oh I think well I always thought it was like an American thing if it wasn't colonial or Amish it was like right you know for African-American yeah Yeah, exactly but I mean I, I do mention something along those lines but uh anyway a lot of other cultures have their own take on quilting, which is, which honestly shouldn't really come as a surprise. And, um, w- but I was like delighted when I learned about this. So since quilting uh, and a lot of uh, like the techniques used to make quilts and uh, like decorated have been around for like ever. But, you know, just to kind of give an estimate for people that like need it, like time period wise and like, maybe like time period, like landmark wise to see how old literally quilting is. 
the earliest known quilted garment is depicted on the carved ivory figure of a pharaoh dating from the ancient Egyptians' first dynasty. So that's like 3,400 BC. Then in 1924, archaeologists discovered a quilted floor covering in Mongolia, the people, estimated to date between 100 BC and 200 AD. So quilting is really fucking old. Yeah, that surprises me. I definitely didn't associate it with white people, but I didn't realize it like went, went so back. far back. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that, that was like insanity. I guess we've been covering each other up since like forever. We're like, oh, yeah. it's chilly. I need a blanket. <laughs> Which makes sense. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> But anyway, long story short, quilting is very big in like African-American culture that dates back from before the Civil War for like reasons you can accurately assume. And the type of quilts they were making then weren't really based on like race or ethnicity. It was more based on like kind of the area you were in and also like the style at the time. Um, And a lot of like, African slaves were making quilts they were very much made to like imitate the ones that like a white person would be making um but it wasn't until like after 1865 like at the end of slavery in the United States the the African Americans began to like develop their own distinctive style of quilting and they actually were like a very big part in like I guess like elevating kind of quilting as an art form like towards like the 80s or 70s um but it's also big in native american culture uh there is some debate on how native americans took to quilting one theory is that they learned quilting through observation of like white sailors and the other is that they learned from missionaries who like taught them how to quilt or taught the native american women how to quilt along with like other homemaking skills Regardless, two styles of quilt design that come from this group of people were the Lone Star design and the uh, Samol piecing uh, created by the Somali living in the Florida Everglades. Uh, quilting also became a hit in Hawaii. The way how that was done was through Hawaiian women learning to quilt from the wives of missionaries from New England in the 1820s. And by the 1870s, they had adapted piece work and applique that was like uniquely like theirs. And the last area I kind of want to focus on where quilting is a hit over at South Asia. So circling back. Oh. <laughs> Vertica, you finally sound happy. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you're, you're awake now this morning. I've been awake since seven. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Um, but this is, I think this will be interesting. I think this is probably the episode that we've had the most like non-Western cultural background. I know like we did talk about some stuff from like in our uh non-exclusive <clears throat> episodes with the mm-hmm. Buddhas and then um one of our upcoming arts and crafts episode. We're slowly decolonizing ourselves, guys. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Clap, clap for us. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, anyway, uh, interestingly enough, two primary forms of quilting originate in South Asia. The first being uh, Nashi uh, Kanta that originated in India. Specifically Nakshi Kanta? Like, yes. See? Say it one more time, man. Nakshi Kanta? <laughs> there we go. That originated in India, specifically the Bengal region, um, and are typically made of scraps and worn out fabrics stitched together with like old sari threads using kanta embroidery stitches. So, and I watched like a whole video about how like they're made. And from what I can tell is that it's not like, like to this day, it's very much, they're all handmade. So it's not like you go to like some factory and like, order it or you can just go online or whatever you have to like commission these women and then these women in like some uh like small town or like village will like get together make the design and then like start stitching it so it's still very much like a like there's still a big human element to these and the second being the uh Rabi, which is traditionally made in Pakistan, uh, Western India, and the surrounding like area. These type of quilts, like their tops, were designed and pieced by one woman using scraps of hand-dyed cotton. Uh, this cotton often comes from old the dresses or shawls. Uh, one piece, the quilt top, is placed on a reed mat with other layers and sewn together using thick colored thread and straight parallel lines by members of the designer's family and community. So one thing I saw that like quilts is that it's very much like a community activity. Like it can be a solitary thing. Like you can definitely like do it on your own and all that crap. But a lot of the times, like in a lot of pictures you'll see when you look at like quilt making is people like coming together and working on one big thing. So I thought that was cute. Yeah, that's how I always associate quilting as well. Or it was something that was typically passed down in a family like this is a family quilt grandma mm-hmm. made and yeah yeah, yeah. that's how I associated it. like grandma right. one day decided to like make one and then yeah. just keep that and pass yeah. it down every winter yeah but because this podcast is called art drama llama I did find a few stories of controversies within the quilting community Ooh. despite their reputation of being a calm group of people I was able to dig up a bit of tea for y'all. Wow, old grandma's having tea? Who would have known? <laughs> yes, no, it because a lot of the stuff, like when I was like, okay, is there any like controversial thing in the clothing community? Or any controversial take or you know anything? And a lot of it is like they made a Facebook group, like a hidden one, and they were talking badly about other people's quilts. Oh my god. Or it was like don't use this type of stitching or whatever and there was one story where I guess some woman is like a renowned quilt maker and she made a deal with this company and she was like yeah y'all can like mass produce like my quilting scissors that I guess she like specially invented or made or whatever but you just cannot be selling it to like major retailers like no Walmarts no Joann's Fabrics no Kmart no nothing and they were like, yeah. And then they like didn't do that. And she was like, contract over. And then they went and like made their own, but was basically like super identical to hers. I was like, okay. 
saucy but not juicy enough so here's the one i went with there were two others that like uh like honestly we could have like a whole like discussion and like episode about but i was like i feel like my script is already long enough because i went into this whole like background into like cooking so this is the one i decided to pick with and you know what maybe i'll cover the other ones in like normal exclusives because they were pretty like these things these like controversies were like in pretty like recent years uh okay well, also this one that tuned. happened like 40 30 years ago yeah well audience members stay tuned yeah cool thing comes back and more dramatic yeah. than ever. In 30, 40 years, we'll be out there quilting, having having drama. <laughs> okay. Also, like, I don't know. Either, like, the quilting community does a good job of, like, digging their controversies or what. But like I said, it was kind of hard. And I went into, like, historical, like, to see if, like, you know, like, historical things, like, oh, maybe at some point, like earlier on filters were like yo this is an art form and like had a whole like revolution or whatever but i couldn't find it so if i ever do just expect a part two on quilt making yeah yep okay anyway so apparently and this is like the juice the controversy the drama and art drama llama apparently in the late 80s early 90s there was uh, increased interest in quilting again and textile manufacturers notice how prices for both antique quilts and for new quilts made by American quilt makers and cottage industries rose. So these textile manufacturers saw there was a market for quilts with patterns based on historic American patterns with low price points and these low price points would come from like Chinese factory production. Uh, this then led to a lot of like museums to license some of their historic quilt designs so they could uh, and then so they could like send it overseas and have it be like I guess mass produced. And one of the most controversial of the institutions to like join this like fad was the Smithsonian Institution. So long story short, while people like the idea of being able to buy quilts with these historic pattern designs, many quilt enthusiasts protested the Smithsonian's participation in this uh, like fab. On one hand, it was because there was concern that the offshore production would devalue all American quilts. But there was also concern that future generations may not identify these quilts as factory made knockoffs, uh, but mistake them for authentic historic American quilts. Which I'm kind of like, well, if that's the case, that person's stupid. Because if you're, if you have a quilt with the pattern from like the 1800s and you know, like 20 other people that have that same quilt, I, I'm assuming that that's not the real one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So actually, whatever. ironically, huh? ironically, I'm going to talk about something similar with like pottery statues and one of the upcoming episodes. And I well, thought the same thing that how yeah. could you not because a lot of these were sort of one-time only pottery figures. So I was like, mm -hmm. if you already saw it, then this one that you're looking at, you should know is not legit. Yeah. Also, like, again, quilts are something that, yeah, they're utilitarian and they're made in groups and stuff, but you only make one of that quilt, you know? Or yeah. maybe like a limited number yeah, of that it's, quilt design. Right. Because it's... Unless it's like super popular and like everybody decides to like 
do variations of that design. Right. But even then, it would be a variation. It wouldn't be exactly the same. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, okay, well, again, <clears throat> if you have this quilt, this like historic quilt, you know, it's in a museum. That's probably the only one of that quilt. Yeah. So why would I think, oh, I went out to Target and bought it. It's like authentic. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Maybe that's me. And also, again, this happened like 30, 40 years ago, like 80s, 90s. So maybe like the thought process was different then. Yeah. But like the biggest reason people protested this was because of like the ethnicity of these like workers stitching the quilts. So they, a lot of these people had just a big issue that these like people that were making these quilts off overseas were like Chinese. And they were all like, why would why would quilts be called American quilts if they're supposed to be American made, not like Chinese made? Yeah. And I was all like, okay. And also with the two other uh, stories within the quilting community, when it comes to like issues like these, it kind of really does show that at least in America, there is kind of an underbelly of like, you know, like racism with quilting. Mm. So, you know, I feel like this case kind of like highlights that. Mm. Uh, then due to the lobbying efforts of quilt enthusiasts, the Smithsonian's agreed to contract two domestic uh, cooperatives, the Cabin Creek Quilters and the Appalachian and Missouri Breaks and in the Lakota Sioux uh, Reservation to produce quilts for the consumer market. That was all done by the, these quote enthusiasts canceling their Smithsonian memberships, uh, picketing at the National Mall, signing petitions, and testifying in Congress, forcing the Smithsonian to cancel its contract with overseas manufacturers. The Smithsonian then also agreed to host more public programming centered on its quote collection, including this research forum, What's American About American Quotes? So that was I- it. I mean, at least they called it what's American about American quilts versus what's American about quilts, right? Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, I mean, I can kind of see it because it's like, it's like, oh, you're trying to buy China, right? Or like porcelain, Chinese porcelain, but it's made somewhere else that it doesn't feel like it's actually Chinese porcelain. So, I mean, yeah. I guess I, I, I understand I get it. And also it's like, I think the outcome of them contracting with uh, quilt makers in Appalachia and the Sioux Reservation, that is the best outcome. Yeah, I honestly, I'm like, you know, this story was a little racist, but it kind of ended pretty okay. It just feels kind of MAGA to be like, bring back manufacturing jobs. I don't know. Part of me is like, why didn't they just do that from the beginning? Yeah. Like they really should contact like people like that were already dedicating themselves to that within yeah. the country, but yeah. I guess people didn't like estimate how much people cared about like I guess in quotations the authenticity of it all. Yeah, um, and I wonder what the pricing was. Like, I wonder if Smithsonian was thinking about making things that are just more affordable, because I have to <clears> think that things made in China versus Appalachia and the Sioux Reservation are are cheaper, right? So Yeah. 
uh, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, well, why were people so like uppity about authenticity when like you're already not getting the original? Right. You know? Yeah. Like I it's see. it's it's a re manufacturing design. Right. Right. And at That's the end, true. these like workers were like hand stitching it. It wasn't yeah. like just machine made. Like a yeah. human was touching it and making yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's always like tough, right? It's always tough when you're when you're thinking about the makers, right? I think also with film, you know, you have sometimes the same thing or books, right? It's like maybe written not by somebody from that background or maybe not directed by somebody from that background, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back <laughs> to kind of like maybe the the I mean not to open all the wounds but the lapis lazuli episode mm-hmm. you know some people want the authentic thing yeah <laughs> others do not uh, it all goes back to that episode yeah I was hoping it would uh, elicit something from Bartika but I see she has grown <laughs> she has not let it bother her this time we're not uh we're 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 putting it behind us we're new the rocks. it's a new year we're turning a new ro- we're turning over a new rock face <laughs> well since i have sign off privileges i'm gonna end the conversation here i want to put a stop to before any any fights erupt so we can enjoy our new year in peace um <laughs> If you guys have any stories you would like for us to cover, email us at artdramalama at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Patreon at artdramalama. And lastly, thank you for joining us, and we hope we can continue looking beyond the galleries with y'all next time. Bye, llamas. Bye, llamas.